All right, welcome back, everybody, to the fifth episode of 162. Today is Thursday, April 22nd. I'm Adam Vasquez here with the coach, Tony Miller. What's going on, Tony? Hey, man. Good to see you again. Excited to talk some baseball. Always excited to talk baseball. Uh, thank you to all of you who are listening, sharing, uh, watching these episodes. We're growing a little bit uh, each time and and uh, excited and, and happy to do it. And also thank you to Matt Gelb. Really appreciate him coming on. For those of you who heard episode four, Matt is a Phillies beat reporter with The Athletic. Um, he's been covering the Phillies for over a decade at this point and uh, did, definitely didn't need to come on and, and share his opinions about Aaron Nola with us, but was kind of do so if you haven't heard it make sure you go and listen to that uh interview uh, with episode four with matt gelb and a few anniversaries to dive into so happy anniversary first of all to the national league uh, on this day in 1876 the nl hosted its first game in a contest between the philadelphia a's and the boston red caps two teams that no longer exist in those current states but that was the, <laughs> the first uh national league game Happy anniversary also to the New York Yankees franchise. Today marks the first game in their franchise history. They were called the New York Highlanders at that point, and they lost. And uh, apparently we've had some salty Yankee fans in the audience, um, which happy to have you and, and happy that you are reacting with your opinions. But, <clears throat> you know, they're following their history. They lost then. They're losing now. It's it, That's just facts. <laughs> that's, not, that's not opinion History at all. often repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's coming from a guy who's a fan of the losing his franchise in, in, in history. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Tony, what's been going on with uh, with Little Man's T-Ball team? We haven't had an update in a little bit. I never played T-Ball. So when it was the first week, was a, like a, it was very eye-opening for me. I felt really bad for the coach because there were about 18 kids and one coach. If you've oh, seen wow. anything like that, like it, it was just straight like herding cats. <laughs> they were just like they were everywhere. Uh, they're like climbing on the fences. He's trying to control that, trying to get everybody at bat. Very little, not to his f- fault, but like very little was accomplished in the in the hour and a half that we were there. It slowly progressed each week, and he's gotten some more help. Um, but they're the, to the point now we've played the second game. I don't know that the kids have picked up on it yet, but they play the same team over and over and over. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's the same group of kids and typically the same results. Um, <laughs> uh, you you let everybody bat. Right. This is what's wrong with our society. This is what we're <laughs> going to get some feedback. I know that we're going to get some feedback on this. Everybody bats. You're kind of keeping score. I think they're introducing score. Okay. Um, and then the last batter of the inning bats, and then everybody just runs. And what do you mean everybody uh, runs? The, the whole yeah. team? No, no, no. Everybody, no matter who's on base, even the guy that hits just runs all the way around the. I see. Yeah. yeah. They called outs and strike uh, outs and and safe, but it really didn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, so I had to, I had to kind of, my, my kid was last because we got there late. So he was the last in the lineup. Okay. I was wondering because, but he made it safe. I mean, he made it around by earning it. Like they, they were throwing the ball around. So right. I saw the clip you, you sent of that. Do you think he's, is he liking the game? Like, is he, obviously it's tough at that age to know, I guess, but. Yeah, he seems to enjoy it and he's getting better. I mean, his two hits this last week, they were, they were pretty solid. So yeah, yeah I think he's enjoying it I, I, at that age. Just get him out there and doing something. So. Running around. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's so good. There's so many parts to other sports, like, you know, in hoops, there's, you might play knockout or something or mm -hmm. in whatever football, there's, there's a million things. Uh, and baseball is kind of hard. I feel like, uh, to get started at, at times so that, you know, things like, especially if you don't have assistance, because if you have multiple guys, then you can be working on batting while somebody, a group is working on fielding, but when it's just one or two coaches, it can be, it can be difficult, which right. is, this is a totally not in our rundown, but something to think about, like getting younger kids involved in it and excited about it. I think you know, we're both marketers, like from a marketing perspective, how can we, and we all know you get to them early and you get them to have a fun time early. And, and it can be difficult when they're just all standing around, they can get bored with that really quickly. So, I For mean, sure. I compare it's, he, he's down in the dirt within the first like three seconds. <laughs> he's, he's building something with his hands and whatever. But even that so, is fine, right? Like he's on the field, he's yeah. finding things yeah. that are, I, I think my, concern getting my old man hat on for a second is <clears throat> it's not a concern necessarily, but a lot of the, um, attraction around baseball, it seems like today is off the field. So like, if you go to, if you go to a Braves game, just for, for example, their outfield is awesome. They have that alley they have, but it's like a playground and the kid is not watching or interacting. That could be anywhere. It definitely doesn't right. need to be at a baseball stadium. So anything to create on field interest, which like the dirt is on the field. Maybe, you know, I don't know yeah. somehow that that becomes interesting over time. Uh, I think is great. And yeah, I'm already thinking my little guys are, are still way too young, but I'm already thinking of how to, how to start, you know, getting that. Well, I think it's what you said. Like we went to the games to experience the game. They're trying to get kids in to experience the game and they're not actually experiencing the game and it may end up backfiring on them. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I Braves fan, like we went to a game early enough before a game went down on the warning track, went around and they have different locations where you could get pictures with all the players. So mm -hmm. I have pictures with Tom Glavin and Dave justice and all it, and it was that immersion into the game that we're not getting immersion into the game. We're getting a passive or not even passive. Cause like you said, they're not even in the, in the stand. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird dynamic today. And, and one that I'm glad I'm not having to have to deal with. Yeah. But to what you've said, I think in maybe our first episode together, it do, baseball does offer that weird, weirdly intimate setting that almost no other sport has like it, where you can just meet the third baseman. The left fielder might just toss you a ball in between any. Like so, yeah. there, there's 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 ways that are going. So speaking of the actual baseball, uh, instead of doing NLAL roundups like we had been doing. <clears throat> I want to do something a little bit different. So we, we're doing daily roundups currently on our Twitter and YouTube. Uh, you all can can check those out. They're a very short two to three minute segments called Baseball Brew, where we're basically going over the recaps and scores from the night before. And those are available on our Twitter at 162 podcast or our YouTube of the same name. So all that being said, in lieu of that today, I kind of want to just ask you, we're three and a half weeks into the season. We've we've been doing this show now for uh, um, a couple of weeks, a few episodes. And so what's been the biggest surprise to you so far, uh, not even a month into the season? It, especially in baseball, the streaks that teams can get on and then the overstatement of, of people after the teams go on those streaks. I was listening to somebody the other day with the with the Braves, they came on. And they basically were almost throwing like, well, it's time for us to start thinking about next year. I'm, th I'm thinking like wow. a lot of games to be played. 
Yeah. And, and even the teams that right now, we'll talk about some of those teams, but you know, we, when previous show, we talked about the Red Sox um, and the A's like the, the, especially with COVID you have players out Braves have so many dudes on the, the IL right now. And you get those guys back, you go on a, a run, you win 12 out of 14 or something like that. And you can quickly be back, back in to our point from last show that there are so many teams that are hovering around 500. You're not that far back, even if you are the fifth place team in a division. So it's just, there's yeah, so many uncontrollables. Uh, this totally year. uncontrollable. Specifically with the Braves and the Mets uh, in different ways. The Braves, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think they were the top. They've barreled more baseballs. This was, I was looking at Baseball Savant yesterday, weirdly. I've never heard of that site. If there's people who are interested in uh, just kind of like analytics, statistics, it's, it's a very cool site. You can run almost any <laughs> query you want to around, around the baseball season. Um, but I was looking at barreled balls. So that's something that, um, you know, people measure and try to figure out how many, how many of these pitches are the batters really connecting with, not just hitting off the end or uh, whatever, but they're, they're barreling up the baseball and the Braves are barreling up the most baseballs in the league. Uh, but it's just not showing up. They're hitting it to, to where fielders are. They're just getting unlucky, like wind stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's one of those things where this small of a sample size that can kind of happen. And I think they, you know, they're still in the middle and the hovering and whatever, but when you're bearing up baseballs over 162 games, they're going to be fine. That lineup's going to be fine and and they'll turn it around. I'm not the biggest brave defender, but that's a weird take by, by that fan that you saw. I like that. We'll pull you out of the down deep. He's a brace fan. <laughs> <laughs> just objectively false. Uh, but, but I can just appreciate, uh, you know, facts, I guess. Um, you know, on the other end of that, I think if I was a Mets fan, I, and I, and I've been bearish on the Mets since the first episode of this, but I would be equally concerned because the Mets have the least number of barrel baseballs in the entire MLB. And yeah, they've won some games. I think, you know, they've gotten incredible pitching to start the season uh, from Stroman, obviously from DeGrom, although they don't even win those games. So, you know, it's just one of those things where the results are not uh, necessarily reflecting the process on the field all the time. But but over time, I think that's going to balance out. What team can put together the pitching and the defense over the most amount of games, which I think is common sense, but in this unique year will prove to be even more important. Right. Right. I've got a surprise for you besides the, uh, the, the hitting stats, just not really reflecting, you know, sort of some of the results. Um, the other surprise for me has been the Mariners just as an, as a, as a ball club. And they're another team that necessarily the analytics don't support them succeeding over the long haul, but this is a team with a negative run differential. They're, they're being outscored and, uh, on the season and yet they're, you know, whatever they are now, I, I should have looked this up, but their record is good for, I think, second in the, uh, no, yeah, second in the AL West. So they're ahead of the Angels, Otani, Trout, all that. They're ahead of the Astros. The Astros have been struggling. Uh, and they're just half a game behind the red-hot Oakland Athletics. So, uh, t- And they know, just split with the Dodgers. Point, yeah, they split with the Dodgers. We talked about After this on Sunday. we talked trash about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a thing. Maybe when we yeah. talk, because tr- we did this with the Mets too. <laughs> yes. So, 
Yes, we mushed we them are, into victory. We are two for two or over two. <laughs> one of the two. So if Whoever, you want your team to do better, just shoot right. us a text. We'll talk smack about them, and uh, you'll get a couple of wins. And they only lost by one run. The, the first game, I think it was with the Dodgers, was a 1-0 game. So, Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one of my surprises. I've just been very – I haven't watched a ton of their games, to be honest, except this this last Dodger series because it's the Mariners and I don't care. But uh, I have been a little bit surprised with – you know, just the results from there, but they do have a negative run differential. I just want to point that out. So people who are going to come at us that, that hate us, uh, that, you know, that can't last. You have to flip that over at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should also brought up the ACE winning 11 in a row, by the way, Matt Olson, my new favorite player. For Why is that a reason you wouldn't think, but okay. his batting stance, just like mine. Oh, my okay. problem was I was I was too slow to get the barrel of the bat around. So the coach was like, why don't you just hold it out there a little bit closer so you don't have to swing as much? I don't think that that's, that's his, his problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he uh, in the last two days, he had more home runs than I had in my career. So I don't I don't think that's that's his problem. Yeah. Let me get your opinion on this. So uh, earlier this week on Tuesday, they played a doubleheader and doubleheaders are seven innings long. Um, Stupid. Manea. Yeah. Okay. So here's my problem. Manea got a complete game shutout is what they said. Are you okay okay with guys getting a complete game when they only throw seven innings? So I wonder if that went, is that official that he got I mean, the complete? It, there were several times when they said it and it was on the score card on the graphic. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask is because Aaron Nola, who, Matt Gelb just came on last episode to talk about he had a he had a now it might not have been a shutout maybe that's what it was he had a seven inning complete game last year in one of those double headers uh but this past Sunday was his first complete game shutout I think that's what I think he did give up a run last year I mean I there's no way that should count it's two whole innings that's that's six that's potentially six more batters that's a 30 that's two thirds of your lineup yeah, and it's probably the four, the fourth or fifth time you're going through the lineup. Uh, so right. the odds just, you know, are getting more and more difficult from a pitcher's perspective. I don't think yeah. you can count that as complete games. I have a did you know? I have a did you know? All right, did you know there have been seven teams with win streaks of twenty or more games in the history of baseball, and two of those seven have been in the two thousands. Can you name the two teams? The A's. All right, A's are one. There's two separate franchises. I feel like this is two separate. Trick me. Oh, no, okay. Two separate franchises. Okay. Uh, I was going to say the A's again um, because of Moneyball. Let's see. I don't know. The Dodgers, I'll just say. The Indians, 22 games. The Indians. Don't you remember? Remember a couple of years ago, 2017? No, more than a couple, but. Indians. I genuinely don't remember. So that would have been, they had, they still had uh, Bauer on that squad and. Clevenger and, and all those guys, I guess. They were good that year. They were really good that year. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the longest streak is? I, no, 26 games. 26 games by the New York Giants. Highlanders. Oh, Giants. Giants. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, our random stat of the day. I love those. Another thing, I keep plugging our Twitter, but we're writing these threads just about random stories in baseball from, you know, history and uh people really need to so follow our twitter account it yeah is very yeah if you're not following not, it. it's not standard yeah i don't see content like this elsewhere we're doing things like that where we're just writing deep 
uh, tweet threads about that. For instance, yesterday's was uh, the fifth five year anniversary for Jake Arietta throwing a, a no no, and just looking into it a little bit, I quickly found out he was the second pitcher to not take a loss between no hitters. So he threw a no hitter at the end of one season, had 17 starts in which he didn't take a loss. So he either won or they no decision. Then he threw his second no hitter. And there was this other random guy way back when for the reds who kind of didn't have a great career, but threw back to back, no hitters in in, with two days in between starts. Just, just red hot. Anyway. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I, I nerd out on stuff like that. So, um, that's the kind of stuff we're doing over there. Any other surprises uh, or or things that have stuck out to you so far in the season? Uh, Corbin Burns with his 40 strikeouts and no wow. walks. I think pretty much everybody knows about that one. Anytime that you have an article, by the way, that's written, they will always include longest streak since ni- 1893 when it was moved back to 60 feet, six inches, which brings up our next. What Are you, are you in favor of the moving the back 12 inches? Well, I just don't fully understand it. Like, if it's to help the, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong. It's to help the hitter, right? Is the idea. Well, you would have more time to look at it, which is You'd not, more time to look. I don't know statistically if it's significant, if you're to do a research study on it, but I saw yeah. something the other day. It basically maybe from like 93 to 91. Yeah. My thing is that the RPMs are already right now. Hitters are not struggling with necessarily timing up fastballs. It doesn't seem like that anyway. If if guys are throwing straight, they could be throwing 101 and and dudes find a way to get their timing down. It's the dirty stuff that is that's what's giving people problems. And if you extend the mound out, I I could be wrong, but it seems like that would give more time for the pitch to move between the pitcher's right. hand and and the plate. So, I'm just not sure it, it would accomplish what it's intended to, but the bottom line is, is that the majority of players on major league ro- rosters, since they expanded things, are pitchers. And when you have something like sixty-five percent of the league is made up of pitchers, and the basically the players' association has to vote on this, there's literally no shot that this gets passed. So, right. I also don't think you were telling me that the Atlantic League is where they're testing it. That doesn't seem like an apples to apples comparison. Like the the right. stuff that you know, Trevor Bauer has, especially when he's using whatever substance he's using on the ball and and being vocal about it. Uh, That's not going to, you can't, you're not going to find dudes throwing like that in, in the Atlantic league. So uh, I am, yeah, I'm kind of curious about what do you have on? I see you through Otani on the, uh, on the rundown and I always get excited when I see his name. What do you have on him? If you could only have one, would you take his pitching or his hitting? I think I would take his hitting because we haven't seen a season of him pitching yet. You know, we've seen, I hope he can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. If he stays healthy, you obviously take the pitcher, but just based on what we have today, I would, you know, ultimately I've been saying this. I think I maybe even said on this show, I would take him as a pitcher in the NL and just let him, bat for himself every fifth day. That's the, that's the ideal thing in, in my opinion and have just a super roster that, <laughs> <laughs> that turn in the, uh, in the rotation. But yeah, I think you'd have to take his bat. I mean, he's unbelievable right now. He's launching incredible home runs. Uh, every, you know, it seems like every time he gets up to bat, but he also with it, when it comes to pitching, he's always going to be on some type of count because of the unique player he is. 
And, you know, at the first sign of trouble, he's he's getting pulled a lot of times. So it seems like five innings is sort of his max. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, what, what would you do? Uh, probably his hitting for the same reasons. Yeah. I, I think, too, again, you are, you're always afraid of what's going to happen when the rest of the league figures him out or mm-hmm. becomes accustomed to him. And it's not necessarily that they com- render him completely useless, but, you know, he's still, what, this is year two, three? What is this? Yeah, I think third last year was yeah. second. Yeah. Well, but, but this is his first back to his part point. Right. Right. Then there's a number of guys in that same situation. This, you know, Tatis is a similar guy. This is his third season. He's dealt with injury. He hasn't played a he hasn't played 162 major league baseball games ever. Uh, oh. so a lot of those very exciting guys that you hope to see them healthy throughout the season. All right. Uh, so those are things that surprised us. Um, what is one thing that you think has been a trend early, but is not going to last. People are going to start turning us off the NL East. (laughs) You know, I just think to your point, the, the number of the teams that work mocking right now, it's not, it it can't continue on that way. So whether it's a Yankees, whether you're a Yankees fan or a Braves fan, because of your points that they're going to have to have people that are injured for a long time for that to continue. Because Mm -hmm. once you get those players back, I, I just don't see. I don't see that happening. And to to our point again, there are just so many teams that are not that far apart that all of a sudden in just a, a, a week's time, you could see a team jump all the way up and be like, man, they were so bad the first third right. of the season. Why, why are they not? Well, they really weren't that bad to start out with, and they really didn't have that much ground to make up, but they were underperforming according to what our preseason expectations were. Right. I know we have a Yankees correction, so I do want to apologize for that. We said their pitching was bad, but really it's been good. Let me just double down, though, on how bad their lineup has been. <laughs> I watched them for 10 minutes today, uh, and and I and I, I started to tweet this, and I'm glad I didn't, that, that I can't believe how – they. I think they won. I don't even, I don't even know. But uh, their lineup looks so dead. Like Labor Torres, I know yesterday he didn't run out a ball to first base. People were freaking out about it. He did have a decent hit that really was sh- – kind of an error by the outfielder today that led to several runs, but they just look so dead. It's shocking to me. I kind of like the Yankees people, you know, don't like that, but I I sort of like them as a team, especially previously. And uh, the thing I liked about them was they're so different for a Yankees team. They're young, they're fast, they're, they're hardworking. And none of that seems to be happening right now. So I, my hope is that, or my correction whatever is that the Yankees do sort of figure it out. And I just don't see the Red Sox maintaining with what they have been so far. Uh, I think they're uh, way overperforming their pitching staff's capabilities. I know some of those guys, Jake Pavetta is not this good. <laughs> he's been with the Phillies for the, his whole career previous to this. And uh, he's got some decent stuff, but I think he'll, he'll break down. So that's a trend that I think will, uh, will turn at some point. Do you have a best division? You know, we talked about this last time. The NOS looks not as great as when we talked last time. Yeah. Um, the Padres seem like they're still kind of in a malaise after that Dodger series, which, by the way, starts again tonight. Back on tonight. Yeah, yeah, he's staying up. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait for that. Um, man, I don't know. I guess off the top, I'd have to, you might have to go with I guess, maybe I mean, the, the AL West. Yeah, yeah, the AL West. I mean, the, the Angels are still nine and seven, but they're third in their in their division, and and the Astros are last. 
but that's not real. I don't think. Right. What do you say? Right. Well, I mean, to your point with the A's is similar to the Red Sox. You're not expecting them to continue this type of hot play. You're not, but then who knows? Because Brad Pitt just with the puzzle, the the you know, <laughs> the marionette in the background, uh, just doing math and and printing out wins. So who knows what's gonna happen with that? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's uh, I mean, it's been a kind of a, I don't know. It, this week I felt like was a little less contentious, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word. It's just been kind of a week, you know, in baseball. There hasn't been a t- besides Corbin, who was unbelievable, and I'm glad I got to watch that. Uh, it feels like this was just kind of a solid week. Uh, the 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 Phillies, for from my personal end, were embarrassed by our former manager, who. Uh, is now coaching the giants. So that was unfortunate to see, but it didn't seem like anything super popped off the page. And uh, hopefully that'll change tonight with the Padres and and Dodgers. I think we're not giving West coast love. So I think people out West would, we're definitely not winning anybody over. Okay. Well, I'm staying up tonight to watch the thing about the West. They don't have to start it at 10, 10. It's so late. People are at home before then. That's crazy, but I'm staying up tonight. It'll be on baseball brew tomorrow. So, be uh yeah tune in for that when west coasters start sharing our stuff we'll give them more attention i like that (laughs) cool anything else i think that's all all right well thank you all for tuning in we'll be back sometime this weekend with uh with some roundups and uh some more bad analysis but until then share it with your friends (laughs) we'll see you on 162